0: Hello. Welcome back to the KEDCAST. I'm Ethan, and today joining me is Ben. Hello there, Ben.
1: Hello, Ethan. Uh, I'm a big, long-time listener of the podcast, um, friend of the show. I'm I'm glad to be here.
0: So on this episode of the Ask Ethan Wynn podcast, we have some questions that I've received throughout the week from various individuals, and I'll just uh, relay what the question is, and then we'll have a discussion about it. Sound cool?
1: Yeah, uh, just so the listeners know, I am not privy to any of these questions. This is a raw, unfiltered, unhinged, unscripted podcast. You're getting raw answers. So the first question I got is,
0: why did Jesus leave? He, like, came, but then he left. Why did he do that?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think it's a great question, um, well, my understanding of it is like that right, Jesus left um, as like a sort of like hope, right? To like establish hope for us that like we can also follow in his footsteps in the same way. Maybe not like actually like, you know, But but the idea is like at the end of time, like our bodies are going to be resurrected and like, yeah.
0: So like, so the places where Jesus stepped, like, my foot will like step in the exact same places, like his exact footsteps.
1: Um yes. Yes. But not like literally, literally, but
0: but like literally, like figuratively, literally.
1: Exact exact exactly.
0: So the other question I got this week was will there ever be a trans saint? Ben go. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um maybe. I think that there's always, like, an opportunity for um, people to repent and, like, find their way back to to God. Um, I'm not saying that, like, if you're trans, like, your irre- your, your relationship with God is, like, irrevocably damaged. Um, there's nothing that God, like, can't, like, save, you know, or restore. Just because someone's... Um, you know identifies as trans or like has had some kind of procedure like that doesn't mean that god still can't heal those wounds you know what i mean
0: yeah that's that, that that's so beautifully said
1: and i think it makes a lot of sense cuz like um i don't know especially with like the growing number of people who have this kind of crisis in their lives right now like um just like the number of people who are experiencing it. I i mean, I'm sure that we probably will have at least one who like has that experience or has had that experience. You know what I mean? Who like ends up becoming very holy. You know?
0: Yeah, I definitely agree. Cause like, uh, Jesus in the gospel goes to all kinds of like sinners and, uh, of course, he tells them how loved they are, but a big part of it is, like, calling them uh, to repentance of their sins.
1: I feel like if we can have, like, a St. Augustine, like, why can't we also have, like, a trans... I mean, like, you know, Augustine was not a saint, like, when he was in the midst of his sin. um, But he was still called. And I think everyone is called in that way.
0: Yeah. I like that. Any, uh... Any, any, I guess, just like, last
1: thoughts on this, on this topic? Uh, I think it's a very sensitive issue, so um, we just have to be careful about, like, the way that we present it and that, like, we're not, like, pushing anybody away. But, um, yeah. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh, I don't really have anything else to add. Yeah, I,
0: I think uh, the words you spoke were very, very good, very, very touching. Uh, yeah, I think that definitely there are individuals who feel... Uh, like maybe the church doesn't uh, doesn't like acknowledge them or see them, and uh, of course, like we shouldn't acknowledge like uh, like the falsehood of sin, but uh, we should definitely preach like the fact that all of us are all of us are loved, that all of us are beloved children of God, no matter what we do, no matter where we go, and that's something that doesn't change.
1: Yeah, um, something that I noticed that I was kind of talking to the fathers about earlier today is like. I'm taking this class called uh, Genesis and its interpreters. And there are a lot of people in that class, um, even the professor, who like seem to really have like a bone to pick with the Catholic Church. Even if they haven't like personally been victimized by it, I think that there's like a general like feeling that like the church has somehow like wronged people. Um and I don't know uh, like, I don't know how to fix that. I think a lot of it is, like, people being upset at, like, something that they believe the church advocates for. But, like, maybe it doesn't. Or, you know, maybe 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 they do know what the church advocates for. But maybe that's the fault of, like, bad catechesis. But I don't know what the response to that is. Because, um, like, most catechists are, like, volunteers... How do you ensure good formation? Like, I had a catechist growing up who didn't even know how to pronounce the word psalms. She would say, "Okay, open up your books. We're going to read psalms. Uh, <laughs> p- 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, and th- this isn't to say that they're like they're definitely individuals who have been hurt by individuals who uh, are part of Catholic Church or people who've been hurt by priests and such. And uh, but I think the thing you're talking about is mainly like people who say that like, oh, uh, I experience same-sex attraction. The church doesn't want me, and that's just not true. The the, the church is uh, wants wants everyone to know the love of Jesus Christ. And I think it's those instances where like you don't where like uh, I guess people individuals in the church haven't made it clear that, like, no, like, the church wants everybody. There, there's no one who is excluded uh, from the church. And especially uh, by, like, things that people have done. So people say, oh, I'm, I'm not worthy. And, yeah, there's definitely that, that sentiment in place, in, like, realms.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, I also think, like, people who are maybe, like, how do I say this? Like, overly zealous? I, I don't know if that's, like, that's a good term, but um, I do think that there are some people in like the rad tribe communities who might be pushing people away because they kind of like gatekeep the faith in a way that like is not what the church is intended to be.
0: Yeah. And there are people who are like, oh, if you don't pray the rosary, if you don't have this specific devotion, then you're not on the team. And I think some of that is like unhelpful to where like when the church allows diversity of like opinion or custom. Like to, like, to not say, oh, no, you can't have that opinion, it's wrong. You're not allowed to be, uh, like, y- y- you have to be a Thomist, stuff like that. There's definitely, like, freedom in different opinions of, like, do dogs go to heaven? Who no- that that nothing has been defined. Like, like y- you can't say they're, like, rational creatures the same, but do that, like, no. Y- y- you know.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, this is something, that, like, one of my rants, um, and it is something that, like, I think Christopher West has said before, But he likes to say, and I don't know if it's his original, like, thing, but he says, like, beware the multiplication of rules. And it's very interesting that, like, at the beginning of time, like, when God created Adam and Eve, he had one rule. Don't eat from the tree of knowledge of good and evil. And then they break the rule (laughs) and there's brokenness. And, and God, you know, zoom ahead a little bit. God is like, all right, new set of rules. Ten rules. There's ten of them. Ten commandments. Don't lie. Don't cheat. Don't kill people. Yada, yada, yada. And, um, and then, like Israel, they break the rules. There's like a lot of brokenness. And to, to like control or like, I don't know, try to redirect it like, a lot more rules are put in place. I don't know if you know, like, how many, like, Jewish laws were there?
0: I think the number I remember is, like, 617, but I I think it's a lot of... But it's some large hundred number of laws. Like, you got them, like, textile laws, then, like, shrimp laws or whatever, like, the dietary laws, ritual cleaning, stuff like that, a lot of stuff.
1: Yeah, and, and I think that a lot of it is, like, oh, okay, well, like, we couldn't follow, like, the basic Ten Commandments... And like, oh, if you do this one thing, then it might lead you to break a commandment. So like we have to put a law that regulates that thing because of like the, uh, I guess like concupiscence of man. And then Jesus comes and he's like, basically like throw out all of the other rules. Throw out all like 600 something rules. Not that those rules are inherently bad. But just that, like, we're getting too caught up in, like, things that, at the end of the day, like, don't matter. Like, it doesn't matter that, like, you, like, don't eat pork or whatever. Like, because, like, he says, you know, God, like, says two, he has two rules. Like, he, he wipes the, the slate clean and he says, you know, love God and love your neighbor. And, like, everything falls into the, one of those two things. Um, and I think that in our modern society, and I mean, in all societies, I mean, honestly, like we, especially, I mean, especially if you're like kind of leaning into like, um, stoic or like the kind of communities that we're talking about, like the very like exclusive, um, traditional Catholic communities, it's like a lot of, really weird laws that the church says like there's no, there's not supposed to be like, this is not a thing, but people make it a thing because they feel like they have to like control themselves. Like for example, um, I I like to talk about chastity because I feel like it's, it's like a really good um, example of this. Some people say, like, uh, you shouldn't be, you shouldn't, like, go on a date alone or something like that. Or, like, I don't know, like, or, like. Does anybody say that? I feel like if you're going on a date with other people, like. I mean. Okay, well, I, I, maybe I'm thinking of something different. But, like, oh, you shouldn't, like. Okay, in, in my opinion. Like, some people are like, oh, you shouldn't have. Or, like, they try to set, like, a certain time. Like, um, if you're on a date, like, you can't be out later than 9 o'clock. 10 o'clock or something like lest you like lest you just sin and like you run at each other with primal passion and like you have sex and then it's like shoot like i gotta go to confession i just committed a moral sin like i it's a very silly thing hold on give me just one second
0: yeah uh father jeff called ben back because we're trying to get the wi-fi password to a thing Yeah, we're, we're, we're yeah we're this will this will be a part of the thing. <laughs> ten eighteen. It's okay. Yeah.
1: Okay. Thanks, I,
0: Right here? We yes. here? Okay. okay. Yep. Yes. What were we talking about?
1: Yes, I was talking about chastity. Um, yes, chastity. Uh, yes. The idea, like, okay, like you shouldn't be out past ten o'clock, lest you go at each other with primal passion, like. That's not chastity. Like chastity is like a virtue. And if like if the only thing that's keeping you from being chased is the fact that like you're chained to one tree and another person is chained to the other tree. And like if you weren't chained, then you would just like go at it like animals like that's not chastity. So like true chastity is like and I'm, I'm not advocating for people to stay out late. Like that's this is not my point. But well, my point is, like, know yourself, one. Yeah. And know, like, if you're in a relationship, like, know, like, what you you guys' – like, your boundaries are. And just know yourself. And, like, you should be able to, if you're truly chaste, like – and I'm not saying do this. I'm, I'm by no means saying do this. I'm saying
0: – Don't get too explicit in this. Just like,
1: I'm saying okay. you can just – like like ideally you can just like like be together and not have to worry about that. You know what I mean? Like that is chastity. Yeah. Um no matter how late it is. Now, I'm not saying stay out late. I must say this again. Know yourself and and set a time, but like there's no reason like don't call that chastity. Right? Like don't don't call the setting of a time chastity. That's just something to help you like train yourself um or like prevent something but it's not the virtue itself.
0: And I think that uh Christopher West talks about a lot of the stuff that you've been talking about yeah, here right. where it's like is like true like freedom in and living in chastity isn't like this like repression of desires or to say like I don't want these desires and it's not to like avert your eyes either but it's to be able to look at someone and see them as God sees yes. them and like seeing them in an appropriate way is what like uh Chastity is meant to like cultivate as yes.
1: well. Yeah. 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 I I yeah. Yeah,
0: and this is a disclaimer of something probably three minutes ago. But like when we say like traditional Catholics, like, it isn't to say that following tradition is bad. Uh like following tradition is good. There are definitely many things about older
1: forms that, that Ben and I both enjoy. It's what I one love it, the Latin Mass. I'm I'm a big fan of the Latin Mass. It's awesome. I also like Novo Order <laughs> Novo Sordor Mass. <laughs> yeah, like this like that
0: yeah yeah it's just there are the uh, this isn't exclusive to them, but they're definitely individuals who are more like uh it's, like unnecessarily stringent in, in, in like putting rules where especially rules on like everybody uh where it doesn't make uh yeah, yeah it, it it doesn't make sense and not even that it's not realistic but that the rules inherently like aren't something that people need to abide by and just putting putting rules for the sake of yeah, rules. Yeah, yeah,
1: exactly i think that's I think that's my point is like um I think uh, this is attributed to Saint Augustine. I don't know if he actually said this, but like the idea that just like love God and then do whatever you want, like that is true freedom. Is is freedom is not like freedom from rules. It's like the freedom to fulfill God's law. Makes sense. Love that. Love that. Um, what other questions do you have?
0: I mean, I have the questions I ask everybody. You, you want to hear some of those? Sure. Costco or Sam's Club?
1: Um, gosh, you know, I grew up on Sam's Club personally. Um, I think that Costco can be a little impersonal, honestly, and I don't think that they have as many free samples. But that's just my personal opinion.
0: I think that's objectively wrong. I think Costco is like objectively more personable and Costco has had free samples for much longer than Sam's has, but, but that's okay.
1: Maybe I just don't have enough experiences with Costco's. I do know that Brianna gets all of her gas from Costco, so that's pretty based. Brianna? That's my girlfriend. Uh, we've been dating like five years. Um, you know this though.
0: I, I, I did know this, but I also knew that when you talked about the footsteps of Jesus... That it wasn't the actual literal footsteps, but part of the podcast is me asking you anyway.
1: That's so true. We have to be cognizant of our listeners.
0: Cognizant.
1: That's capital of grace. That is a Schoenstatt term.
0: Cog. Like how are all cogs in a machine? So what do you think about communism?
1: Well, you know, we have a certain friend who, he doesn't like communism. He doesn't. Yeah. He's, he says that he's... Surely not. Surely, surely not. not him. <laughs> he does, you know, he makes some arguments about distributism. Um, In an ideal world, like, maybe. But maybe not. Like, maybe not, like, so much in an ideal world. I think that there are a lot of problems with communism, uh, with, well, obviously, communism. I think there are a lot of problems with capitalism. I think that there are a lot of problems with just about any like s- s- system that you can set into place in, a, in a
0: government. yeah i was talking to a friend of mine yesterday his name is matthew and he, he, he said some quote that was like oh capitalism is the worst economic system except for all the other ones <laughs> like it's like the worst but like all the other ones are just worse than it like it's not it's not ideal of course it's not but it's just the best like of all of the given worlds that we live in, because we we have to uh, we have to evaluate things in a realistic setting. Like like highfalutin idealism is how we got some of like the economic terrors of like communism in like the uh, in like the twentieth century and such.
1: Yeah, I mean, and I I don't really like like measuring assist uh, measuring things by like utilitarianism, um, because I think it's really impersonal. But like at the end of the day, like you kind of have to do that sometimes, especially when measuring things that are like society-wide. Obviously, if it's something that is affecting everybody, then utilitarianism might be, like, an appropriate way to measure whether or not something is, like, actually good for people.
0: Yeah, I think governments especially. Like, governments don't deal uh, with, like, the the personal. Governments mostly deal, especially, like, larger federal government and subsidiarity. There's, like, a whole debate there. But it's one of the things where government, like, the government deals in averages and aggregates and, like, large populations. So... Uh, it's much harder to like, because like uh, one of the issues is just like, uh, let's say there's no inherent good or bad arguments for like gun control. Uh, now you're looking at which one, like if the goal is to save lives, which one's going to save more lives? Banning guns or the existence of guns, and that question is just like like there's like you can't really run a, like a trial to have a sample for that because that's not how it works. So you just look at empirical data, but sometimes that can be faulty. There can be a conflicting factors, and sometimes it's just hard as a government to like make those decisions. I don't know what this has to do with economics or capitalism. I don't know how I got here, but yeah, government's weird.
1: But I think uh, yeah, to kind of get back to the question, like I think that there are a lot of people who like try to see the world. Through like a very, very idealistic lens. Um, not that I'm like don't not that I'm a nihilist or anything like that. Like I actually think I feel like I'm a pretty altruistic person. Uh but like I don't know, when we're like talking about a real world and like the way that things work. I don't know, just from the things that we've tried, it seems to me, based on all the evidence, that capitalism seems to be the best thing that we've got so far.
0: Okay, what about a Catholic monarchy?
1: I mean, based, right? But only if the monarch is, like, virtuous. I mean, yeah.
0: I mean, we've had, like, King St. Louis, and, like, he was, he's a saint. While being a king with that much power. So, like, it seems doable, but, you, you like, I don't know how you get from, like, especially get to from our world today to a world with like, a virtuous Catholic monarch, right?
1: Well, I mean, the problem is, is, like, yeah, there's, like, one king in, like, the whole history of France that, like, becomes a saint. It's, like, what about all of the other kings? And that's kind of, like, the problem with monarchy is that, like, there's no... I mean, I wish... Maybe there is a way to ensure that, like people of good moral character like rise to the top like philosopher king type
0: okay so what if like the way that we select the monarch is like we have the people like select the leader (laughs) you you, you see you see where i'm going with this ben democracy (laughs) maybe but like what if it's like you need to like prove that you're like virtuous and who knows, we, we could have like, like, you know, these happen in America where you like took a little test in order to know that you have the right to vote. Are you trying to get
1: me canceled? I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> um, a test, yeah, um, maybe, <laughs> maybe a test. I mean, we would have to like somehow create, I know we just talked about not like living in an ideal world. But if we could, like, eliminate biases, you know, and, like, make this something that's not going to be, like, racist or anything like that.
0: Biases. I don't think there were going to be any biases. It's like, it's, 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 system is fair and it's always been fair. I don't know what you're talking about.
1: Maybe. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. No, me neither. Beats me, dog. No. But yeah, monarchy. I mean, God is a monarch. Enough said.
0: So you're saying that we should select God by democracy. I
1: mean, isn't that what we're trying to do now through the Catholic Church? Mm. Win over votes? I mean, souls? Yeah, that's only one way of thinking about it. Who knows? I mean, just a proposal.
0: Have you been uh, following along with the 2024 presidential election?
1: Yeah, I have been kind of. Yeah.
0: You have a uh, you have any thoughts on uh I guess who do you think is going to run for main parties? Uh, do, do 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 you know anything about third parties stuff like that?
1: Yeah, I've been pretty frustrated actually with uh the two-party system recently. Not that I think that it's like like uh now I, I we have other friends who are like I like to call them contrarians because they just vote for whoever like everyone else is not voting for, which I don't think is too productive, but I will say like, if it, okay, first off, I'm really not like a big Biden fan and I'm also really not a big Trump fan. I, I really just like, I guess I can see pros and cons in both kind of, but Mostly cons all around. Like, mostly cons. Yeah.
0: Moving wait, on. Wait,
1: wait, wait. <laughs> um, anyway, yeah. Third party. You did mention third party. Um, actually, in my personal opinion, I think there's like a bipartisan group called um, No Labels. And they've said that um, if it comes down to Trump and Biden and that the polls are, like, nobody wants these people to run for office, then that they're going to, like, bring up a third-party candidate. Um, and if that's the case and I like the candidate, I, like, might vote third-party for the first time.
0: So are you familiar with Max Fosh or Nico Omalana? No. Okay, so basically they're, like, YouTubers who ran for, like the London mayoral election like a couple of years back and they literally ran on a platform like they had like mild. No, there, there was no policy. It was, it was basically like, like meme internet people running and they actually got a surprisingly large, like like they didn't win. They were nowhere close They got a few percentage points, but they definitely like a lot of people voted for them. So like, would you ever vote for like a meme party? Like, like some, some dude on the internet, like once, once like PewDiePie runs for president and you vote for him or uh, a while, I believe these nuts ran for president and was a, uh, was on the ballot. I do remember
1: that. Um, maybe if I'm like mad enough at the other parties, um, just to like, you know, show that like I'm dissatisfied, like, I don't think that this person is actually going to like become the president. So really just like me putting my vote there is saying like, screw you to the other parties basically.
0: Yeah. So I was talking, I'll move on now. Uh, because it's kind of relevant, but it's not, not in the same way. So a friend of mine asked me. Which U.S. president would win in, like, a U.S. president Hunger Games-style battle royale? You have opinions on this? And, okay, so basically it's they're the age they were when they entered the presidency. But let's assume they have the knowledge base of, like, uh, of like them towards the end of their life. So they know all the stuff they know. But their, like, brain is, like, peak functioning brain. So you, you wouldn't get current age Joe Biden. You get Joe Biden at, like, a better age brain functioning Joe Biden.
1: But he has his the physical body is like 70, 80, right?
0: Yeah, the physical body would be when he was elected. So, because it's like a president thing. So it's whenever he
1: was like, it, you don't
0: get movie star Ronald Reagan. You get Ronald Reagan when he was elected.
1: Right, right. But like, so, I mean, it doesn't really, in my opinion, it doesn't really matter how smart these guys are. Like, if they can't throw a punch, like, they're out. So, I mean, they don't have any other resources. So it is going to be like the Hunger Games. So, uh, like,
0: in the beginning, you start off in, like, the big circle. There's the cornucopia in the middle, but you can kind of scurry off. Like, uh, like, like, I feel like there are some individuals who, are like, they're definitely going to go towards, like, the middle. Like, I, I'd imagine that, like, Andrew Jackson or, like, uh, Theodore Roosevelt are definitely going to, like, storm the cornucopia in the middle to try to get the best weapons. But I think like there are other people who are going to be a little bit more resourceful, a little bit more reserved. Maybe, like, James Buchanan, or perhaps he'll do nothing because James Buchanan is very good at doing nothing. Benjamin Harrison, uh, yeah, or like uh, William Howard Taft. He's a very uh, robust, robust man. He'll yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah, he'll be running immediately from the cornucopia. I uh, actually have my personal bets. I know this is kind of uh, cliche, but um, I think that George Washington, like, uh, here, here's my argument. Uh, the man was a wrestler. Now I know that there are many wrestling presidents. We have Theodore Roosevelt, Abe Lincoln. But I feel like George Washington probably still built by the time he enters the presidency. I mean, he's, he's old, but he's not that old. I mean, with modern medicine, this guy could be like, I mean, yeah.
0: So here's the other question. It's like, uh, like let's say it's like relatively modern, and they're going to be like firearms, right? Yeah. Like, I think Dwight Eisenhower definitely knows how to use a firearm. Sure. But like, does like John Adams know how to use like, like, like
1: a modern rifle? Well, I mean, if we're talking Hunger Games, like, there are no guns in Hunger Games, right? We have bow and arrows, maybe some explosives, but people can figure that out. Like, I think that, you know, they, we got to level the playing field. Everybody has, like, bow and arrows or, like, melee weapons. And in that case, I think George Washington probably had the most hand to hand combat of any of the presidents. I'm talking bayonets. That's close enough.
0: Yeah. D- definitely like a, like a, like a. Soldier Man? What's it called? Military. There you go. Uh, but I, I think in the Hunger Games they also had, like, before the game started, they had this like period before where they, they could, like, train and stuff. Yeah. So I assume that, like, they'll get accustomed to the weapons. Maybe sure. someone doesn't know how to use a spear. But they'll, they'll, they'll like, I feel like the, like TR would pick up on some of the stuff pretty easily. You know, like, Seems like an outdoorsman kind of guy.
1: I feel like he would probably use a big stick.
0: I like that a lot. Good job.
1: <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Michael Damore would appreciate.
0: Yeah. Michael Damore. Hi, Michael. I don't think Michael is going to listen to this. Unfortunately, <laughs> yeah. Uh, sh- I should like remember what timestamp this is so I can just send this timestamp alone to Michael Demore. He can listen to this whole part where we just talk about him listening to the podcast. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I love you, Michael. Bye.
0: Okay, I guess I guess you have to leave now, Michael. At
1: this time, Michael Demore, press pause on your <laughs> on your podcast app. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: I-, I think I have my money on. I think mean, I have my money on like Abe Lincoln. I feel like he was pretty like resourceful growing up. Like like I feel like T R is like storming the cornucopia for sure. Yeah. And like I don't know. I feel like if you storm the cornucopia, unless you're like giga giga skilled, you got like a, I, I give him like a seventy percent chance of, of of making it out of there, which is a
1: thirty percent chance people just like they know he's the best. They gang up on him. I mean Theodore Roosevelt, right? He was like big into hunting too. Like he he did a lot of hunting parties for fun. Um, I just feel like this guy is gonna like totally lean into like the most dangerous game, like. Hunting humans. Like, I feel like he could be, like, number two. I don't know. I feel like Abe Lincoln... I feel like he's going to, like, not storm the cornuc-
0: cornucopia, go off to the side a little bit, be in the forest, but he's very resourceful. I, I feel like he's going to... He's going he, you know, to do well, and then he's going to, like, build his way back towards the center. Like, one of those
1: things. He changes hearts and minds, like... You know, a little bit of a... Gives some good speeches or something. I don't know. I feel like he's kind of... I don't, my my image of Abe Lincoln, I know he was a wrestler and stuff, but I feel like he was kind of like, kind of a frail man. Hmm. I don't know. Uh, I, I don't know. I he, don't just know. Se- he just seems so beat up over the Civil War. Like he's like so tired. He just wants the Union to be won. Like I feel like he's just so frail.
0: I feel like also like he's gonna be. He's definitely a taller man. Like.
1: Pretty, pretty, pretty large uh, hurt box. Big big target. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. That's that's definitely not good. Okay, okay. here's another question. Okay, like certain presidents lived in a certain time where there were like prejudices against people (laughs) of a specific color. So, (laughs) President (laughs) President Barack Obama. (laughs) Not not Barack Obama.
1: I think mr obama might be out pretty fast
0: i i mean he's definitely one of the youngest i guess i guess more in modern time he ended the presidency when he was like 47 which is honestly
1: pretty pretty young he's got he's got peak physique uh and he also does have joe biden right behind him uh i feel like they might team up who knows
0: i don't know how far like Joe Biden, like, Joe Biden's going to be pretty far behind. I'm, I'm not sure how fast he is at, like, 78 or whatever.
1: i to be totally honest. Like, Barack Obama is definitely leaving Joe Biden behind. Like, does not care.
0: Yeah. No. Yeah. Uh, I wonder what the dynamic is going to be between, like, because, like, both Bushes, father and son are, are going to be there. So, like, uh, yeah, sa- sa- same with, yeah, same with, like, John Adams and John Quincy Adams. And then you also have William Henry Harrison and his grandson, Henry. Benjamin, Benjamin Harrison.
1: Harrison. Yeah, I feel like they definitely team up, you know, Ken. Can-
0: so here's a better question: Grover Cleveland was both the 22nd and 24th president. Wait, is is
1: there there, th- th- yeah, yeah there's two <laughs>
0: copies, uh each for their own like, like there's like duplicate oh th- 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 <laughs> th- yeah
1: they're, they're they're like I guess what would it be like uh eight years apart uh Grover Cleveland's? Do you think that they would team up or do you think that they would like be against each other? I feel like I feel like they would team. I, I feel like what's gonna happen is that like. Most people are gonna team up with people from
0: like their like time period, right, right. but I feel like there's there's gonna be some one off ones like 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 maybe maybe James Polk is gonna like team with like Richard Nixon
1: or something like sell so something weird. Like I know that like Thomas Jefferson, he's like definitely going to like kill John Adams like immediately.
0: <laughs> yeah, um, I'm just
1: kidding. I, I think they were friends at the end of their lives, but we're talking like wait no, they have their whole knowledge right. Yeah. Of- okay. So maybe they don't, maybe they're on good terms, you know, maybe it's not so bad, but I do feel like there's some political biases and if people could one off each other, they definitely would maybe.
0: Yeah. But like, I feel like, uh, Calvin Coolidge, Herbert Hoover would like team up or something. They'd be buds. Yeah.
1: Yeah. They yeah, they definitely be buds. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Uh, you know, Hoover is probably really good at, you know, making shelters, you know? He's got the Hoover Hoovervilles and the Hoover Huts. Yeah, that's probably his strong strong suit.
0: Yeah, I thought you were going somewhere else with that, but that oh, works no. too. What were you gonna say? Like Hoover Dam.
1: Oh yeah, he's pretty good at that too. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, he can like block off some water and like generate some electricity. Uh, have you ever, Have you actually been to Hoover Dam, Ben?
1: No, uh, I haven't been to the Hoover Dam. I haven't been to the Grand Canyon either.
0: You haven't been to the Grand Canyon? We should go sometime. Yeah. Yeah. We can go to the Grand Canyon, and then we can go to Vegas afterwards.
1: Yeah, yeah, sure.
0: Okay. This is what we call foreshadowing.
1: Is this, like, a certain party for a certain, like, someone's, like, sacrament? Celebration?
0: I, I it'd be weird to have a, a baptism party where you just go to the Grand Canyon <laughs> but we're going to move on now. Uh yeah. Uh, I've I've been in the Hoover Dam like twice and it's really really big. And because like it's so high and like the way the mountains work, like it's pretty windy there too. So like like you're not going to like fall off there's like railings and stuff, but it's one of those things where it's like it's it's pretty cool to see like dang, like engineers built this. Uh same thing like if, if you've ever gone to like NASA like to see like the rockets and stuff, like yeah. it's 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 very impressive like like like
1: yeah. I was actually at NASA, like, just a few weeks ago, and I was, like, really taken by, um, I don't know if you've ever stood next to that Saturn V rocket, but it is just, like, massive. And you're, like, it's, it's just, like, it, it makes you really feel quite patriotic that, like, you're a part of this. Yeah,
0: especially, like, I'm from Houston, so I'm, like, yeah, houston i was like houston we have a problem but that, that's not the right quote there's th- like houston was the first word said on the moon it was like houston like eagle has landed or like or like we made touchdowns or so, so, something like that
1: yeah. but uh yeah especially like being a texan like you're like
0: i'm a space cowboy
1: yeah uh yeah and and it's talking about the the hoover dam <clears throat> i think i watched like a documentary or something on the like the arizona project to like expand all of the the waterways have, have you heard of this
0: not heard of this but tell me more
1: it's like like I, I mean i forget what it's called it's like the central arizona like waterway project or something like that <clears throat> someone out there probably knows what, what i'm talking about but uh yeah my dad was telling me about it that it, it was like being built while he was like in high school and it's honestly one of the most incredible feats in probably human history the way that we've been able to redirect water it's like a modern aqueduct um but all throughout arizona and like the whole colorado river basin um it's just really incredible the way that they've done it um it's like thousands millions and millions and billions of water or whatever
0: yeah humans getting water places is like That's where a lot of, like, technological advancements come in. Like, if you ever look at, like, ancient Rome and stuff? Like, the the aqueducts they have? Like, some of that technology? It's very, very impressive.
1: Well, it helps if you can, like, you know, have a drink of water. Can't really build anything if you're thirsty or think of things.
0: Yeah. It's almost as if you don't have water. You just, like, die.
1: Yeah, it's almost like that. Um, Yeah. Yeah.
0: Why is that? Well, why does my body need water to survive? Would you know the answer to this? <clears throat>
1: um I do, but I feel like I would have to like get into a long like biochemical response. Basically, your body is water, drink water, it replenish, it's good. It also helps you like metabolize energy. Water is like the solvent for all of life. So if you want any chemical, anything to happen in your body, any chemical processes, you basically need water as a solvent for things to happen.
0: So would you say water is life?
1: Water is not life. Water uh, allows life to happen.
0: Do you know what water is life? Like... Do you know what that phrase like is used in?
1: No. Okay. <clears> okay.
0: <throat> okay.
1: Are you, you going to share that with us in the audience or no?
0: Probably not. But y- y- you know those signs that are like "no human is illegal," "love is love," like they like there, like right? like you, you've seen those laws. Lo- like I I, water I think is wet. no 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 not water is wet. No one of them is water is life, and I don't know what that actually means. Water
1: is life.
0: I think it's something to do with, like, the oil industry is bad, but I don't actually know. Like, like I, I, I don't know what it's going for. Because a lot of those things are, like, tautological, like...
1: Like, right. like it, it's kind of nonsensical. Like, obviously, this is very obvious. Maybe they're trying to say that, like, water should be a free resource that is not marketed. You know what I mean? Like, people who, like, sell water... I know that that's a thing that, like... In this home, water is water is wet. Like all of those things, like that's like a thing that people like that believe is like water should be like a free resource.
0: I think people should have access to water. That makes sense to me.
1: I also think that people should have access to water.
0: I think people should. Actually, never mind.
1: No comment.
0: I had something else, but I literally just lost it. What were we talking about? oh yes 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 water is wet i actually have uh so uh next like uh, there might be a lot more banter versions of of the podcast but one of the scripts i'm currently writing is my opinion my full opinion on uh water is wet as a statement but i guess ben i guess i'll just ask you, you what do you think about water is wet statement
1: uh, personally, I'm not going to weigh in on this. I feel like I might get canceled. Uh, so I will just say that, um, I have no comment on this particular issue. Okay. I also like, I also, like don't care. Like it's not that big of a deal.
0: <laughs> okay. So I hear that you have another title by which you go. The Milk Baron. more about the Milk Baron and kind of what all of this like means and represents.
1: Right. So uh, back in January, um, uh, one of our friends named Seb, he posted in this big chat with everyone in the Catholic Center, basically something along the lines of like, I love whole milk. How many of y'all out there love whole milk? And then there was like six of us that liked the message. And, and I was like, man, like, we need to stick together. So I made a group. And I uh, called it Cath- the Catholic Milk Lovers of UT. Wrote a constitution. There were seven founding members. Today we have almost 90 members. It's been almost eight months since the founding of the movement. Um, I do serve the uh, authoritarian role of Milk Baron. Um, there are virtually no checks on my power. Um, I did write the constitution. One of the checks is though that I can be impeached, so let that be known
0: so are you like a good benevolent like dictator, so to speak? Are you like a king louis
1: uh you know, I really try to be um when there's like discontent, we have um ecumenical councils um and we kind of work things out as a community um You know, I I can kind of, like, by executive order, change anything in the movement. Um, And if anyone else wants to make an amendment to the Constitution, they need to get, like, 93% of the vote. But during these councils, uh, just, like, a basic majority is enough for me to, like, do an executive order and change the official policy of the Catholic Milk Lovers of UT. Um, So, yeah.
0: Is milk your favorite beverage?
1: <clears throat> so, milk is a favorite beverage of mine. That is what I will say. Well put. I enjoy milk. I know you do. Um, I really hope you love milk. Do you?
0: I am a milk lover.
1: Okay, good. Just checking. You know, every once in a while we have to check the... Fealty of our um, constituents, but yeah, we had um we had our first uh, lactron council at the beginning of the year. I thought that was very successful. Um, we did adopt as doctrine our Lady of La Leche. She is our patroness.
0: So I'll ask you this: You say that you value like milk products. Yes. So, do you value like skim milk as not to say that it is milk or like equivalent to whole milk, but still value it like as like a, a, a milk product?
1: Wow. Uh, I think my response is going to be <clears throat> that skim milk, um, if it's from milk, like the OG milk, Um, I think that there is still some good in it, but that it's been highly corrupted. Um, and that is a tragedy. So, um, you know, the official position is we really should not be buying skim milk because it promotes the like corruption of a good milk. Um, so yeah, I think that's my, that's my take on skim milk. Good, good. Not that I think that skim milk is inherently bad, I just think that it's something good that's been corrupted.
0: Yeah. Cause I feel like a lot of bad things are just good things that have been corrupted. Like what out here is just like evil evil, you know?
1: Um yeah. Yeah. I think that there are definitely things that like pretend to be something that they aren't. And that's like, that's the bad thing in and of itself.
0: So, I was at Sam's Club. And this time in March, the 10-pound case of bacon was $30, which means $3 a pound. Today, it's $50, which means it's $5 a pound. 66% 66% increase in price, such that the turkey bacon is cheaper than the pork bacon. Uh, Speaking of things that aren't what they are,
1: yeah, uh, gosh. Um, uh, meat prices they've really shot up. Um, we just had a barbecue for SUM and um, meat costed way more than we expected, yeah,
0: yeah. It's one of those things
1: where sometimes the prices be going up
0: because uh because of there are probably reasons why prices go up. I don't have my opinions, but yeah, you you know how it is.
1: Um I do know how it is, but <clears throat> I also don't I like in high school I was like notoriously bad at economics. I think I I passed it with like a D, barely passed economics but then i took the ap test and i got a four so um, i don't know maybe I've so
0: bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah but some people are also just like really good test takers yeah like uh yeah I'm, I'm 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 pretty clutch on my ap exams
1: you know but it was during the covid year and i feel like all of the covid year ap tests were like super easy i feel like i may have like benefited from that for sure yeah but i mean
0: if you you Play the game how the game wants to be played, and if you you get that score, you get that score, get that credit, get that get that bread.
1: Like I'm not complaining. Like I'm, I'm probably saved a lot of money that way.
0: Yeah, I think like uh, my brother is two years older than me, and he took AP Physics C, uh, both the uh, mechanics or the like the physical stuff, and then the electricity and magnetism stuff, uh, and he said. Oh, it got me, it tested me out of eight credit hours. I was a high school. And I don't know what that meant, but like, I'm glad I did it because eight, eight credit hours. I don't have to take physics at UT.
1: Absolutely clutch, bro. I have done the eight hours of physics at UT and it don't, if you are listening as <laughs> please don't do it. It's so hard for me. It was very hard. I hated it. It was a terrible experience.
0: Yeah, e- even if you don't find it as hard, it's definitely going to be harder than just doing it in, like, even if you, like, don't take the class, like, study the material. It doesn't hurt to just, I mean, sometimes the, the cost is a lot, but it's, like, uh, even if you, like, take it and you fail, if the probability is greater than, like, like 30% that you'll, you'll get the passing grade, like, like, just based off of, like, impact and magnitude probability alone, it's going to be worth it to take that test, just for the chance that you, because tho- those eight hours, like, you want to test out of those because it's physics and the physics lab for both uh, for both of the the mechanic stuff and like the electricity and magnetism stuff.
1: I mean, I feel like I really don't like the way that we say like credit hours because it totally is not accurate about how many hours you will waste of your life, like hundreds and hundreds of hours that you will never get back.
0: Yeah, it's one of those things where, like, I take three hours of, like, a college of communication class, like, a three hour class. And then I take three, like, a three hour class that's in, like, engineering, like, upper division class. And it, they are not built the same. Like, one of them, I probably spend, like, 20 minutes on a week. The other one, it's, like, hours.
1: It's ridiculous. I, I don't, anyway. I mean, I'm, I'm not really going to complain about it, but it is kind of absurd.
0: Yeah, but at the end of the day, like, engineering degree. Communication degree, yeah. So I, I, I guess the trade-off like makes sense.
1: We're not bashing communications majors, but, but, uh, that's it. That's all I'm. That's all I'm gonna say.
0: Yeah, I guess it's just like a different kind of brain usage. Uh, sure. yes, like. Like, I, I, I'd say that, like, because engineer, if you don't get the question right, you haven't done the thing. But you could just be, like, a lower quality writer. Like, right, like.
1: Right. Yeah, I agree. I also think, like, um, like, I feel like a lot of, like, technical degrees are such that, like, I don't know. You can learn all of the other things without really going to classes. Like, you can learn how to write and, like, practice how to read and stuff like that, like, or, like, public speaking and stuff like that without going to a university. But, like, I know that there's, like, no way that I would understand any of the things that I'm learning if I wasn't at a university with, like, professors.
0: Yeah, and part of it is, like, someone who's not only really knowledgeable about the the subject, but someone who you can, like, interact with. Because, like, especially for, like... Uh, what I do, like electrical engineering, like those those like Indian men on YouTube with like the 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 dark mode with like the, the, the with like the neon. No, no, like like they know the material, but one I can't interact with them, and there isn't the same structure of like I have problems do so I need to do them. Like like a lot of people can do like the self learning thing, but having like the like the class structure and an expert who you can like have a dialogue with going to office hours, like definitely helps you learn more. Not to say you can't learn from the Indian men on YouTube, but
1: it's just, it's just, it's different. Right. Um, I know that I definitely like wouldn't have the motivation to do any of the self-learning myself. A lot of people or there are there some people out there. My, my brother is one of them um, or one of my brothers is one of them where like, <clears throat> if you have, if, if he has less to do, he does more. Like he he reads biographies and he learns a new language and he studies art like when he has free time. For me, when I have less to do, I do less. Like I just sit around all day. So, you said your brother like studies
0: art. I heard that you're a you're a bit of a art enjoyer yourself.
1: Yeah, I mean I I've I've done a little bit of uh dabbling.
0: So, is this like you like to like make art and you're like an artist or is it like you like you're more of like a, like it's less of like you're the artist and you're more like an art history. Like, like you like,
1: <clears throat> um, I like looking at art. Um, I mean like musically, I guess I'm an artist cause I write music. Um, I, th- I like to think that I'm a pretty like creative person, but I uh, do not have the skill to like draw. Or paint or do any of the things that like the great artists do. But I really like to look at them and appreciate them for for their value.
0: So one of my favorite art pieces is a piece in the modern art section, modern art section of the Museum of Fine Arts in Houston. How do you feel about modern art? I know a lot of this is a very polarizing subject where some people say, Oh, it's not art some people say, like, oh, you need to like How does it make you feel? Like, what do you think about modern art and like the the landscape there?
1: Yeah, I I think that some people can say like, ah, like all modern art sucks. Like, it's no, it's no good. It's silly. A child could do this. Um, and then there are some people who are like, modern art is the best art. Like, it's so abstract and it's so powerful. And I think I take kind of take a measured approach to modern art. I think that there is value. Um, in some pieces of art. Uh, mo- I would say most modern art has some value. Um, there are definitely some um, modern artists, or at least like modern pieces of art. I wouldn't really say artists, because I think that... Um, I'm thinking of, like, uh, Deschamps. Um, he has some good art, but he also has some bad art, like stuff that I don't think really should be classified as art. Like, I know that he... Like, he famously like just took a toilet and put it in a museum and was like, this is art. I'm like, no, it's not art. So I think my, um, my criterion for art personally, I think one, um, it has to be something that the, uh, that the um, artist has like intentionally like taken time with and like um, intends for it to be something that inspires contemplation. And if it's good art, then the person who is viewing the art will contemplate or it will at least be inc- inclined to contemplate.
0: Yeah, I, mean, I think that's a pretty good take. I- I'm, I'm a little bit of a modern art enjoyer myself. You-, you want to say something? Like
1: that? Um. Well, like, okay, I'm thinking of like Mark Rothko. I think that uh, he has like a lot of. He's like the guy who does like this the color like colored squares. It's just like a big square of the same color. I think that there could be value there if I agree with you on this if it makes you like say like, "Huh, I have like a universal sadness, and I can't explain why. like I think that there is some value in that. And I feel like, he, like the artist has taken a lot of time to, like, mix the paint properly and, like, like spread it out. I know it seems kind of silly, but maybe it's not as easy as it looks.
0: So there's an analogy I like to draw. The, I, I like reading C.S. Lewis, especially some of his nonfiction. And sometimes I feel like when I'm reading Lewis, like, he puts into words, like, um, like a thought or message or feeling that, like, I'm, I'm trying to express, but I don't know how to. I feel like sometimes art and specifically modern art can do the same thing where it's like, this is like a certain communicating, a certain feeling in a medium where like, it can't just be communicated in the spoken word or in like uh, a quote unquote, like more traditional art style. Like it's just some kind of feeling or message that's like being uh, transmuted through the artwork that it's like distinct because of the way that the modern art is like formulated.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I I often think of like um how art like seems to transcend the human experience. Like for example, uh I often think about this but like a lot of dementia patients, Alzheimer's and stuff like they'll forget like the names of their children um of their spouses like Life experiences, but then, like they hear a song from their childhood, uh, they see a work of art. It's like nothing is wrong like it's, they can they can remember all of the verses of the song that they sang when they were twenty one um, there's something there's something there I don't know what it is, but yeah.
0: Something something beautiful yeah, is there. It's,
1: it like strikes your heart in a way that like our temporal experience can't quite grasp.
0: Yeah, I feel that bro.
1: And yet we're stuck in this sub celestial world. But I think it's important that like we are flesh, you know? Flesh? Yeah. Let us not let us not I mean let us yearn for heaven. But also, let us not, like, disdain the world that God has given us to live in and, like, where we are right now.
0: Yeah, it's like we have that aching. Part of it is to, like, live in the ache and to, like, experience, like, this life properly to be
1: disposed to the next. And isn't that the human experience? Amen, brother. Amen. 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 What are we doing?
0: Which is why you should
1: live your truth. Uh, yeah. Yeah. As long as your truth is the truth. Live your truth. You go, queen.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that, that was kind of a question that was asked to the previous user. No. your favorite color
1: um, great question I am big into earthy tones I have a lot of greens browns blues um, but you know my witty answer to this is always like If I'm talking, say, with you, you're wearing, like, a a dark blue shirt. So, I mean, and this is kind of true that, like, my favorite color changes. And I'm, like, I'm a very uh, romantic person. And I don't mean, like, I just mean romantic in that, like, I feel things very deeply. um, And, like, I just love living. Um, And so my, my witty response is, like, it changes based on whatever I'm looking at at this present moment right now, my favorite color is dark blue
0: for context. I'm wearing a shirt that is dark blue.
1: And it's very flattering for the other person. Uh, You have to be careful though. Um, It used to be my um, go-to, you know, flirt, but um, now I just do it with guys and uh, my girlfriend, (laughs)
0: okay do you know what my favorite color is benjamin purple purple okay well this part this is why no 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 no. apologize man my like cheekbones my like cheekbones hurt from how much i've been smiling during this interview like i've never had this phenomenon occur before
1: really i get it all the time i like to smile.
0: yeah no like they actually hurt like i've never felt this cheekbone pain of like smiling too much but yeah there you go
1: uh, mine aren't hurting. Uh, you know, I'm, I guess, you know, you work out the smiling muscles enough and you build up endurance.
0: Yeah. D- did I tell you about the time where like, uh, I was like scrubbing pans and, uh, it's, I scrubbed them so much that like my, my, like the, the, a certain muscle in my arm hurt. So I told a, a mutual friend of ours, Jason Iconomopoulos, and he was like, Ethan, this is the muscle you want to work out. And then, uh recently, I had been, like, marinating meat and mixing it. With, and I, I I had been, like, wringing out onions. And I'm like, dang, my thumb is sore. So Jason gave me, like, these, like, weird, like, grip strength training things. Uh, I wonder what he's going to make me do now that I tell him that, like, my cheekbones are sore from smiling too
1: much. It's not going to make you, like, sorry. That is not very, like, conducive to a podcast form. You can just imagine that I did a funny thing with my face exercise.
0: Yeah, I can lift weights with my cheekbones.
1: <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Uh, yeah. Jason has been taking a lot of people to the gym.
0: Yeah, he really has. He asked me today, like, yo, you want to go to the gym? And I was like, I have Expo. I wonder why I wonder if he doesn't. I wonder why he's not going
1: to. You know, I think, I think Jason's got the right idea. Like, I feel like there's a lot of people in our age that are like, do the whole, like, gym thing because they, like, want to look good. But Jason, like, he's one of the few people that I've met that is, like, actually, like, no, I'm just doing it because it's, like, actually useful for me to, like, help. Like, I can lift things better and I can just, like, live my life easier.
0: Yeah, the only times I really work out are, like, oh, I scrub something. I want to be able to scrub the thing better. Like, like very, very, it's because it's useful. Uh Yeah.
1: It's, like, holy utility, like.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: You just have, like, massive shoulders for, like, the scrubbing muscles <laughs> and like, nothing else.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, though, recently, I've definitely been scrubbing less. Uh, yeah. I used to be more of, like, a c- person in the kitchen doing a lot of the stuff, but these days, I'm taking more of, like, a, like, leadership uh, in whatever, whatever these kitchens are. I don't know, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Favorite cookie?
1: Um, hmm. I like me a white macadamia nut. Those ones are good, right? I think it's like white chocolate. Yeah. White chocolate
0: macadamia nut. But
1: then I can like also like a good chocolate chip cookie. But I think the most important thing is like I will not eat a cookie without a glass of milk. I just won't I won't do it. I'm sorry.
0: I feel offended like as like a as like a baker like you need like 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 I don't design the cookie for the glass of milk I design the cookie for the cookie because if I wanted to give you like a moist soggy bread thing I give you something else I give you like a cake like a tres leches
1: no no no. you should not as a baker you should not see the milk as your enemy the milk is the baker's best friend the milk is used in many recipes I mean it is like the thing that Everyone should, like, if you're a baker, you should be drinking milk on the regular because you've got to taste your food. That's just my personal opinion. You cannot have milk without a cookie. In fact, like, this is a saying that I say a lot, but like, you, like, if you give a Ben a cookie, like, he's gonna want a glass of milk. Otherwise, he's not eating the cookie. If
0: you give a Ben a cookie, I want a glass of milk to go with it.
1: I love that book. It's so based.
0: Yeah. I will say there's a lot of recipes that traditionally use milk that I started to shy away from the milk usage. Like instead of making mashed potatoes with milk, I make my mashed potatoes with water. Instead of making scrambled eggs with milk to make it creamier, I make scrambled eggs with water.
1: I'm very concerned right now about where you truly stand in our movement
0: but would you like to try some of these scrambled eggs with water
1: i mean i'll try them but could i have a glass of milk on the side
0: like you could have a glass of milk but like part of it is like i don't want the milk flavors interfering with like me making you a good dish you know
1: I don't want the water interfering with the dish either. But like, here, don't, don't knock it till you try it, bro.
0: Uh, yeah, basically, there's this thing where you can add like water with like some potato starch into your eggs and it just like, some people do milk and potato starch, but I, I, I don't think it needs the milk. The, I don't think mashed potatoes need milk. I think mashed potatoes need water.
1: I think that you're buying into big water propaganda. I feel like things to where
0: like i don't think any milk lover would say that water is not good and that you
1: shouldn't drink water i feel like both can
0: coexist so to speak
1: this is kind of dubious what what you're doing right here it's it's a lot like um uh, it's like it's like the like a priest being like all are welcome here like no matter where you are in life like It's like, you're not wrong, but like, there's like, there's a level of dubiousness here.
0: I feel like there are certain individuals that are more traditional in a given movement who think about the rules too much. They're all about the rules and they don't allow diversity of custom or opinion. Ben was just talking about some of these similar people. And and look, look, he's one of them. Him and his milk rules. It's all about the rules, but... It's one of those things where you can, like, like, it is not necessary. Freedom to fulfill the law, not freedom of following these 600,
1: the constitutions of the milk are no different than the mosaic gratuitous laws. I am very milk centrist. Let it be known that there are the people who are much more radical than I in this group. And, and I consistently say, no, there are no laws that say that it has to be thus. We So we, we gatekeep. We discriminate. Discrimination is not a necessarily bad thing. We discriminate every single day on very little things. I discriminate on what shirt I'm going to wear in the morning. In the same way, for this movement, it is necessary that we discriminate against those who do not like milk because it is a milk lover society. And in my personal opinion... I think that I am not that radical. I just like milk. If you don't like milk, like, that's your problem. I think that you should like milk. But, um, anyway.
0: Something about that sentence seemed very, like, I live my truth, you live your truth kind of vibes. But, however, I I will say this. Uh, When Ben says discriminate, he means, like, to draw a distinction between. Not that there's anything prejudiced or... Against anybody for no good reason. Uh, discrimination merely means to distinguish between distinct uh, like individuals. For instance, we would say that uh, like the classic example of discrimination is nuclear weapons, and nuclear weapons uh, are something that the I think Catholic social teaching says that like it's not like it can't be justified because it doesn't discriminate, it doesn't draw distinction between uh, active uh, combatants and civilians. So if you have something like for instance, it's like you're fighting someone, if you can if like the bullet you shoot at them also happens to like 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 designed to like kill like fifty innocent people behind them, like that that's that's not it doesn't discriminate. So discrimination is drawing distinction between Ben's not being sussy.
1: Well not in that regard. No, I'm just playing.
0: Okay. Well, I think this is a good wrapping point. Okay.
1: Yes, thank you for having me on the Banter Series. Uh, I'd love to come on again. Um, just have me on whenever I'm right here. Okay. Um, be sure to like and subscribe. Leave a five-star review for Ethan uh, so he can reach more people. Yeah. Smash that like button.
0: And remember, not chased. Not based. Fact.